0: You'll see uh, today's schedule, and I just want to invite you that if you've missed any of the previous weeks or you would like to listen again, all of our talks are available online and available on podcast. Uh, We do have a few books um, left to purchase if you care for them. Uh, Jay Pathak was here for week number one. He was the author of this book, and they're being sold for $10 each. And just for you guys today, just today only, we have these cool, amazingly uh, free amazingly free uh, refrigerator magnets. So um, we would welcome you to grab one on the way out, one per family, please, and proudly display it on your refrigerator um, and uh, use it to pray for our neighbors. And I was uh, gently reminded uh, humorously that if your neighborhood doesn't look like this, you can't use that as a cop-out. You have to reimagine your neighborhood the the way it is, and when you see this magnet, you have to change it up in your mind. Okay, well, speaking of neighbors, why don't we just turn to our neighbor uh, and say hi. Well, thank you. Thank you for fulfilling the great commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So way to love your neighbor there. Very nicely done. You know, Third Church has its own form of March Madness, and our form of March Madness is that after the Feb term, we get to kick off all of our adult classes again. So that's our March Madness, and the madness part might be uh, the challenge of picking out a class that you would like to... Um, to visit and be a part of so to help you with that March Madness We have each of our teachers here today to give a one-minute pitch. They're only allowed 60 seconds and um, buzzer goes off just like basketball so uh, Dave is here to start us off with a one-minute intro of his class
1: Thank you, Tom. I'm the madness part of the March Madness, and uh, I'm a teacher in the Good News class. Uh, that's the class. You probably see it on your way out of the worship sanctuary, and you come down the hall there before you, you, you go into the first door, and it's the one on the left there, so it's the closest one to the sanctuary. Um, we are studying the book of Galatians. It is an expository type of uh, Bible teaching Uh, with discussion, with a clear emphasis on uh, coming to hear what God has to say to all of us. And it may say it's containerized. So each lesson stands alone. You don't have to feel like, oh, I missed chapters one and two and three, and we're starting uh, picking up on chapter three. It's got six chapters, or we just wrapped up chapter three. So you don't have to feel like, oh, gee, I I missed the the early part, so I'm going to be out of it. So uh, come. You can you can get a lot out of each individual class. We'd love to see you there. Um, we do shut the door there because the, the hall gets so noisy. Don't be intimidated. There's a back door. Go around to the side <laughs> and sneak in that way. So we'd love to see you there. Um, and uh, we will be picking up Chapter 4 uh, this week and, and carrying on. We also have some special sessions on That are done out of our uh, musicology department in the Good News class. So we'll have some some choral music
0: uh, explanations and and some fun with that. So good good to see you. Great. Thanks, Dave. All right, just to keep things simple, you know, it's Dave and Dave are the teachers there. So, you know, try to keep it simple here. All right, Keith and Connie.
2: So is that 60 seconds apiece? Yeah. Hey, I'm Connie Byers, and we are so excited. We're going to be kicking off. This will be the second time that we have coordinated Financial Peace University here. And um, I just have to tell you, it is um, just been a tremendous opportunity of having a community of folks coming together. And really, the focus is this. is none of our money anyway. And so, hey, let's look and see how God gives us some direction to use it in ways that um, are honoring to Him, and also in in ways where we can position ourselves to give generously to the kingdom. So it's really thrilling, and it does something really interesting. It brings two words together that you don't normally have: financial peace. Yeah, yeah, and and we just read, and it's regardless of. Um, we, well, I'm gonna let you carry on with the statistics of who was yeah, in the
3: class. The class we had last fall, we had 31 total attendees. We had nine couples, we had nine individuals, and then we had two couples who were engaged or, uh, or dating. So the class really is for everyone. It starts off, uh, it's learning how to create a budget, it's learning how to develop a plan for paying off debt, learning to spend and save wisely, and then finally learning to give generously. Uh, the motto is live like no one else today, so that you can live and give like no one else tomorrow. So it really is a class uh, for everyone. Currently there are 42 uh, classes being held around Richmond. And so uh, at, at churches and YMCAs, over five million people have been through this. So it really is pretty powerful. Uh, next Sunday we start with an informational class at, 11, at 10, 10, o'clock. 10 o'clock. And then we'll start the actual class the following week. Uh, so if you're not sure about it, uh, come next week for Information only, no strings attached, uh, and then you can register. It will start the following week.
2: Great, hope to see you there. All right,
3: thanks. Thank you, guys.
0: All right, Acts the sequel. I think Andrew Fuller is going to be a spokesperson. Good morning, everybody. Those of you who have
4: been in our marathon three-year exposition of Luke, <laughs> Grant, Jennifer, and I have enjoyed sharing from the Gospel of Luke. We're moving on to. Part two of the story, the Acts of the Apostles, with the plan to do this much more quickly, hopefully. Um, But I'm going to make a pitch for the Acts of the Apostles being the class for parish groups. Because the parish model of up, in, and out is outworked through the story of the book of Acts. Up, what could be more up than the story of the ascension right at the beginning of That book, and then from that, focus upon Jesus' final words to his disciples before he goes to his Father in heaven. We move to look at the life of the fellowship of believers together as they came together in Jerusalem to form what became the early church, and then from there outward to the immediate surrounding area and then to the nations. Acts of the Apostles, up in and out.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. And Mary Damon.
5: Hi, everybody. Um, We are a small group that, or not actually a small group, but kind of an unusual study. We meet actually over in the office building at 500 Forest. Um, I facilitate. We are studying a book, and I Praise God for this church. We're studying a book called Soul Repair, and it actually looks at those of us who've been wounded in a spiritual setting, um, those of us who come to um, Christ, who come to God with fear and trembling because we don't know what it's like to feel like a loved child of God, to be treated like the prodigal son, welcome, welcome and um, truly beloved so we're going to study a book by three people who are phenomenal um, jeff van Vonder, van vonderen dale and juanita ryan two of whom are both pastors and therapists one of whom is a therapist all three of whom have lived it so it's a great study um, we are a little unusual in that we really invite you to come and see what we're about in the first three weeks or so and after that, because of the nature of what we talk about and the intimacy we develop, we really kind of discourage people from dropping in. Um, I'm sorry to use that word and that term, but that's the sort of the nature of the group. So please feel welcome to come join us um, early on. We'd love to have you. And um, That's all I got. Thank you.
0: Okay, great. Thanks. Uh, Ginger was unable to attend because she had a prior commitment, and so I am not Ginger, but I will read her description. Uh, She's going to be sort of the facilitator and she'll have a guest every week and uh, I'll just read the course description and that's just a great way to remind you on page nine in today's worship bulletin all these classes are mentioned and then if you click on that link it'll take you to the fuller um, description. So this class will be addressing things that families have been uh, asking about for years, how to balance family and work and your faith while raising children, how to grow a career and not lose your family, how to balance being a one-income family without resenting the other, um, talking about stay-at-home moms, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a really great discussion-oriented class, and we'll have different guests every week, and so that's what that class is about. So thank you so much for listening, um, and I'm going to turn it over to LJ. But you don't. yeah. yeah.
6: Well, good morning. I get all organized over here. Well, for the last few weeks, you have been listening to um, several people speak to you about neighboring. And we've been talking about our neighborhoods. We've been talking about the perimeter around us. We've been talking about getting to know them and also um, inviting them into uh, our lives and hopefully into... Um, relationship with Christ. And let me just... So, today we're going to talk a little bit more about the global church and how that fits in. As soon as I can figure out how to get my little slideshow thing to work from start. There we go. And where there's a few of us that are going to be presenting. So, sorry about this. Technical difficulties. Ah, there we go. Okay. So what we're talking about today is the commission of the parish life. This is lesson four. And there are going to be a few presenters, myself being one of them. And then I also have um, Richard Haney as well as Andrew Fuller that are going to be speaking too. The title of we're going to spend about 15 minutes apiece telling you a little bit um, from different areas, different subjects about the global church. In my presentation, which is the first one, I'm going to talk to you about what we can learn from how the, the majority world Christians um, transform neighborhoods. And then when Richard gets up, he's going to talk a little bit about encounters with inter- internationals and cultural intelligence. And I put down here that Andrew's talking about engaging with refugees and immigrants, but I think he's going to broaden that to a little bit more. And I'll, I'll leave that as a surprise for you. So... Some of you are familiar with us and some of you are not. So for those of you who are not, let me just tell you a little bit about who we are. So Richard is the executive director of Frontier Fellowship. And for those of you who do not know, that's one of our supported missions partners here at Trinity. Trinity. Did I say Trinity? Here at third. It's habit. Eight years I was saying Trinity. He has served as a missions pastor and a new church development pastor and interim pastor for over 35 years. He has a Master of Divinity degree, and he has a Ph.D., and he and his wife, Pam, live in Richmond, and they have three grown daughters, and last count, it was nine grandchildren, still holding it nine. And then Andrew Fuller is going to present as well. Andrew is also one of our third missions partners. Um, He is the International Director of World Horizons, a multinational missions community of over 400 members focused on some of the world's most unreached peoples. He is a trustee of Almacera, another Third Missions partner, a media initiative um, to proclaim Christ among peoples of Middle Eastern origin. He and his wife, Jill, and family reside in Richmond. They're members here at Third. And Andrew is an elder. And then there's me. I am the missions pastor here at 3rd, for those of you who do not know. And um, my background in mission started in 1990 when I started working with Youth with a Mission out in Lakeview Terrace, California. I attended Fuller, received a d- degree in missiology, and have been serving in churches since then as a missions leader. And I have had the privilege of working... Um, in a global context with PCUSA folks as well as now with Eco folks. So what can we learn from the majority church? And If you remember, we talked at, at one time when you think back to our history, kind of the leave it to beaver kind of model of what um, neighborhoods looked like. Today, it's much different. You know, in 1949, um, the television significantly went down in price and people were buying 100,000 sets per week. Um but if you're familiar, at least in my day when I grew up, neighborhoods looked a lot different. We were just talking about how sometimes we drive into our neighborhood, you know, if you have a um, garage, which is not a common thing here in Richmond, I don't understand why. But you hit your little garage door and you go in and you, that's about as far as you get. But as you can see by this graph here, things are changing. Migration is happening, And it's affecting not only our globe, but it's affecting Richmond itself. Now, this you may not understand. It's just a pretty ball. But it's not actually a ball. It is actually um, showing where people are migrating from and to and that just gives you an idea. I just wanted to give you a brief idea of how much is going on today because this is a phenomenon. It's changing the way missiologists are looking at how we do missions because so many people are on the move. I remember going to um, London and at my last church, Trinity, when I was there. We had um, a partner that was out there that served in London when I went to visit, I came up from the tube and got up and saw a community that looked very much like the Middle East. It did not look like London. The buildings looked like London. Interspertant, I would see people that looked like they were Londoners, but for the most part, the things that I saw that were for, for sale were Middle Eastern items, and most of the people that I saw there looked Middle Eastern or Bangladeshi, which is where they're from. But you can see just how people are migrating. They're moving. This is a, this is a new day that we're living in, and it's a new way, too, for us then to understand how we could be better neighbors. Everyone to everywhere. I remember we supported a missions partner back at my old church that was Mongolian, but he wasn't in Mongolia. He was traveling and setting up churches.